Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Episode 64. That's number 64. Big six and a big four. Perfect number. This is FIA Goes PC. And we are live pre-recorded, which is a contradiction, a few days ahead, because we have to do things a few days ahead, just in case we get stopped by, you know, miracles and FBI agents. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a very interesting week in our field with sheepies. We are here, it's uh, the middle of the night. We had a bit of a fun time earlier because, well, it's May the 4th. A lot of you out there are going to be celebrating your Star Wars days. You're going to be doing that. I, I don't like Star Wars Day. I, I, I find it to be a big competitive uh, sci-fi extravaganza uh, to a lot of people who love the film far too much than is uh, sane and normal. Uh, but if you're out celebrating that, I think it started in America and it sort of hit the rest of the world. I'm pretty sure people in, uh, you know, Timbuktu don't really care about it, but Star Wars Day. So if you're enjoying Star Wars Day in lockdown, you're still in lockdown. Um, good on you. But I, I prefer Star Trek. So they haven't got a Star Trek Day. Uh, or Star Walk, if you're in Hollywood. Or uh, Star Tours. Or, oh look, there's some stars in the sky. Or whatever. Uh, it's made of force. Yeah. Whatever. It's almost religious to some people. They're actually... Jedi is on the planet. Huh, crazy. Anyway, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale, as always, I am here. Uh, and I am with our producer, who is looking at me kind of bewildered because I keep going on about stars. I'm seeing stars win. That's what it is. Say hello. May the fourth be with you. It had to be said, okay? <laughs> that is literally how you go into a bar mitzvah and kill the conversation, <laughs> if you're into that. Anyway. Yeah, so lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, another week's gone by in lockdown UK, which is now the uh, state of most films, by the way, this day and age are a two camera setup, most via Skype and uh, <laughs> most bootlegged by a lot of people who are just filming the TV they're watching to let their people, their friends, their people, their to people. let their people, to let their tribe <laughs> in, say, I don't know, Thailand, watch the movies that they get on Netflix here, but they don't get it in Thailand. That's, that's a great way of piracy videos. I shouldn't really say that. We're in the media industry. But anyway, it's been a weird week. Weird week. Lots of ups and downs and downs and ups. I tried Zoom for the first time, Win. You'd have been Did proud you? of me. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't Zoom, though. It doesn't tried Zoom. tried everything to Zoom and it doesn't Zoom. Uh, <laughs> this is the net meeting uh, standard of choice for many people, including our prime minister and many world leaders who all Zoom. You weren't Zoom bombing someone else, were you? I don't believe in bombing anyone. <laughs> I think bombing people is a very negative thing. Uh, if you're talking about gate crashing other people's conversations, yes. don't know how to. <laughs> I'm about as technologically advanced as a small giraffe. Uh, so I don't, I don't zoom bomb. Mm. If that's a term, it is now. That's definitely a hashtag, folks. Zoom bomb. Mm. If you're around the world and you're using Zoom and you tend to just jump into someone else's Zoom conversation and throw them all off key. 
I don't know, there's better things to do with your time, mm, frankly speaking. Though? Well, this was this was a private sort of a lockdown conversation we were having. Yeah. Uh, so you it couldn't really open. Zoom bomb it unless you were a master <laughs> hacker. Mm. And uh, no one would want to hack our conversations. They're loopy and ludicrous. But it was with two musician buddies of mine. One was our old producer, James Thompson, who's out there listening, hopefully. Uh, a guy that I have major respect for is leading an amazing metal band called Creature. We've heard of him before in this podcast realm we've he talked actually about produced him. the uh, theme song to this well podcast. the 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 theme song that you're hearing yeah we sat mm. down and knocked that out the two of us over a winter of discontent <laughs> yeah well actually there was a lot of content i'm not sure why you <laughs> oh say it's a lot of it was a winter of a lot of content mm -hmm. uh ad-lib shakespeare very nice mm. it was shakespeare's birthday the other week was it? Mm. He doesn't get a day, does he? <laughs> he got a National Shakespeare Day. Mm. Uh, I bet it doesn't have a catchy number. Yeah, I don't. Steve remember. Austin's got one. Yeah, mm. yeah, that that baffled you. March the sixteenth, three sixteen. Is that his birthday? No, it's the infamous Stone Cold Steve Austin promo. No, I know, like he quotes it, but is that just a random number? No, it's from the Bible. Oh, okay. Basically, it's a biblical I'm super glad you asked me this. I know you're really thrilled. <laughs> Basically, at the King of the Ring tournament back in the 90s, when Stone Cold no. broke out on the scene and he was called the Ringmaster, but then he changed his name to Stone Cold Steve Austin. After this day, Jake the Snake Roberts, a name you've heard before because Diamond Dallas Page and myself talked about him, was doing a promo where they incorporated the Bible and Ma I think it was Matthew 316. Don't okay. quote me on that. Mm. Someone else has quoted it, and that was Jake the Snake. And I'm not sure if it was Matthew, but it could have been Matthew. Matthew's a good name, is any. <laughs> uh, but basically, it was like, whatever, 316. Mm. And then he read off this really amazing Jake the Snake promo. Jake the Snake Roberts is now in AEW as a manager. It's quite cool. Does some of the best in-ring promos of all time. Very sinister, very dark, very whatever. So um, Stone Cold heard mm. the promo. He was given a tip behind the stage by Michael Pierce Hayes, who's working as a stage agent or producer at the time, dropped the information to Stone Cold ahead of time. And he walks in and ad-libs this whole, you can bash your Bible as much as you want, but Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass, right? Mm. That was, that's, right. and that's how his whole thing went. Now, if you're not a wrestling fan and you don't know what I'm talking about, and I've just said two names that don't really matter to you, Three, actually, if you include DDP, who's a great guy and a great friend of ours. I'm sorry. But I thought I'd educate the world into wrestling. So that's how 316 came about. Austin Whereas... 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And that's how his character was born from that day. Okay. It's a lot of other sort of moving parts. And he actually won the King of the Ring tournament. And there's a lot of stories about that. This is a tangent that I didn't want to go down. Oh, this down. is amazing tangent. This is like, ah, oh, it, it reminds you of ask. a day where you could actually go to an arena and watch wrestling. Ah, oh, not like today. The kids today, they'll never know what live events felt like. Now we just go to <laughs> empty arenas <laughs> and just watch empty. a TV show being produced oh. on a ring. It's, uh, it's different. Mm. Yeah. They're trying to do that with football. Because obviously the Premier League has uh, basically been stopped Paused. same as the nfl yeah, lots of other leagues stopped. i think the xfl which is vince mcmahon talking about wrestling he started his own football league american football league that's bankrupt now wow because okay. of this yeah yeah so it's pretty dark day 
as far as sports are concerned. Mm. I always thought basketball could be good. The NBA could just go back to the playground routes where they're playing it on the courts outside. Mm. You know, you don't need an audience. It'll be like NBA Jam. All you need is color commentating, and you could redo the NBA like NBA Jam. Is it the shoes? I'm so old. A lot of people <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about. You can find it on Xbox Live, though. They did a re remake of it, I'm pretty sure. Not that I have an Xbox. Don't believe in Microsoft. Um, yeah, we're moving on. Moving on from that. <laughs> okay. But the Premier League has been closed down yes. since March. That's mad. Yeah. Mad. We just basically had the season. It was going quite swimmingly, especially for my team, mm -hmm. uh, who were absolutely dominating for the first time in 30 years, sadly. And basically what I'm going to say is what's really interesting is I think it was March the 16th it stopped uh, around that time. Yeah, it was the end of March. And basically it was mid-March. And basically... March 16th is through No 16th. one's known... Yeah, exactly. It was that day. No one has known. Exactly. Stone Cold's fault. No one has known where this is going to go. Like we thought it would be a couple of weeks and yeah, then we're back yeah, yeah. and we didn't know. Uh, now, it's really a question of do they want to just give us the trophy, which would <laughs> suck for anyone who's a Liverpool supporter. That mm -hmm. sucks because it's almost like, dude, we, we want to win it. Yeah, we want to win yeah. it properly, have the event. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to be pying in the street. If you just give it us, no one's. it, it sucks, you yeah. know. That was a good point made by one of my best mates, David. Um, we've all got a friend called Dave. Mine just happens to be the best Dave in the world. Uh, he basically said, and I think he's right, we should just can the season. We look sky and high. We've literally beaten everyone by a 30-point lead, essentially. Um, just call it quits. We won't take it. We'll just pan the league. It never happened. It's a unicorn season. Mm. Right? Start again. It's adult Santa. And then next next season, we'll start as it normally does. And we'll just say, well, remember that time we almost won the cup? Quite convincingly. We didn't take it because we're a better team than someone who would just take the glory and run with it. That's a great point. But I also feel like everyone's contract should be honoured for another year. Because the problem is, man, we've you know we're losing players in in the summer, and it's sort of like it takes a year off our manager's contract. It's quite a nightmare. It's a big domino rally effect, you know. But hey ho, sports all been affected. I do think going yeah, back the NFL to NFL league drafts and stuff, I saw the league draft was done by Skype. Very yeah, peculiar. Which is very, very weird. Strange. Very weird. I, mean, I don't follow NFL, but that was obviously... well, that was mainstream news. The world yeah. got to see that on a lot of headlines, especially America. Just very weird. Just very weird. I do think the NBA going back to playground routes would be an epic, mm. epic move. Life in Venice Beach, but like if anyone's heard of Muscle Beach in Venice Beach, California, they've got basketball courts all over the place, made super famous by a few movies. Yeah. Um, I think the most prominent one I can think was American History X. They had a whole sequence mm. uh, down Good there. Film. Very good film. And uh, that would be an amazing thing to see. Like street basketball. Great. And like you could do it with basketball because the course about that size doesn't really matter. But with um, with football, it's different because you need a bigger pitch. You know, can't do that five side. That'd be a very strange end <laughs> of the season. Uh, they did attempt to finish the season off esports wise. They had a bunch of footballers playing it. We got to the finals and Wolverhampton beat us, mm. which sucks because <laughs> I've never heard the end of it from Pete. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. It was actually quite similar to something we'd filmed in Hong Kong, how that went down. I'm not saying a word because one day people will see that. It's not just a rumor, folks. It exists. 
It's like the hidden footage. Oh, scary. Um, but yeah, just going back to now, you know, that's sports. We've wrapped that up. I think it's what we're doing here is alternative news for you. The weather, mostly weather, has been very weather-like around the world right now. You all know what the weather's like because none of you can leave and actually enjoy the weather. You can see it through your window, though. So we don't really care if it's snowing, raining, typhoon, whatever. Doesn't it's just weather. Anything. So we're giving you the whole news, the nothing but the news alternative that's what this is the news isn't into. very new though so no, no the old the, <laughs> the, la- <laughs> the, the what was the uh the nostalgic news this there you go happened last week too that's a great <laughs> tv show the nostalgic news mm. do you remember when we used to do our jobs properly that's the promo mm. yeah that's you know you just get a guy in a suit one of these old reporters that used to actually do the job and he walks on introduces her do you remember when we used to do our job properly? We actually went to places and talked to people and just gave you crap. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit stupid. It's basically bubblegum and Skittles right now, the news. Someone's been shut down, actually. One of our news reporters was uh, shut down for saying something inappropriate about our government. Oh, not literally, though. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> I wasn't like, quite no, sure. no, 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 no. Well, yeah. <laughs> They were in a studio with very few people and they got shut down. Don't put ideas into people's heads, Winifred. There's a lot of people with guns out there. Mm-hmm. It's not very good. Uh, no, uh, she's been basically in professional sort of suicide for something she said. Thing is, right, all of the stuff reporters tend to say, the anchor people, is just also cute. Someone's written it for them and they're presenting it. Or they've written it. Well, it's interesting. I'm not sure how many anchor people write their own material that's they an interesting should be debate writing their own material they should that but should be the but job. then conan o'brien's a comedian he should be writing his own intros that's true and he but he does writers yeah. yeah exactly so mm-hmm. it's staffed so we're all in this world of staff written tv and i'm pretty sure nine out of ten anchor people do not write their own material i think it's just given to them most of them especially in hollywood Mm. use it as a platform to get into movies there's been some serious cases where a former anchor has become a prime time actor in drama and stuff like this it's interesting weirdly on nostalgia news i will say this when we were last in spain southern spain Mm. in andalusia the news reports there were amazing amazing it's all low-key stuff it's all like you know this guy brought a jumper down the road it was on sale wow you know someone's discovered cheese in their fridge awesome you know it's like real stuff not like uh 75 people are protesting around a uh, a box apartment because they hate termites not nothing like that which is what we get most days stuff like that so uh yeah news nostalgia news, news that's a show mm. yeah it's almost like the worst hidden camera show you'll ever see it's just a guy presents it and it goes back into nostalgic news you know bbc did something close where they go on this day yeah how many years ago on this week yeah yeah. over the last hundred years or however long cameras have been invented Mm. it's funny isn't it because it's not been a hundred years but soon it will be cameras were invented so long ago and the original ones when you did a flash they blew up half the neighborhood it's crazy oh it's crazy is smile and then you see this whole street blow up oh oh it's nuts no nuts like if you go back to black and white movies they didn't have cgi so they legitimately blew up all of that stuff it's i mean it's the same stuff you see now you know when you go to see like uh your avengers films and marvel Mm -hmm. they say technology has gone a lot it's because you can fake it better now you know like the news (laughs) What? so basically (laughs) 
when you go back to the 19 sort of 20s and it's all black and white, you can fake it then. Uh, so you had to build it all and blow mm. it up. So they had the Avengers, it literally. You know that bit, if, if you've seen Endgame, okay, where Captain America goes back in time, he's actually just going to the 1920s when they originally filmed it because that's how it works, you know. And then so he goes, and he's old now. So he's like, this is really crazy how you can time travel in this day and age. Yeah, you just drive a DeLorean. Everyone knows that. Really you just fast. the date on your computer. I did that. I did that <laughs> to beat the Millennium Bug. Yeah. Um, it's too bad it turned into a virus, isn't it? <laughs> so, we, well, it started off as a bug and it's now a virus. Uh... Most things are in this day and age. So we're going to move on from things like that and stupid stuff. I was thinking, and it's a really important thing, there are loads of people are watching the news all that. I don't want to bore you with stuff you're already seeing. Yeah. And it gets pretty desperate. They're, they're rehashing. They rehashed a lot of old news stories to just sort of hint that we're coming out of this isolation situation. We're all fed up of news. We're all fed up of knowing that all of our favorite TV has been canceled, that no one's mm. doing anything, that everyone can't do anything, that uh, we're seeing a perspective of new entertainment, which is two camera setup, and it's usually Skype, as I was saying, or the equivalent. It's very boring. You know, it's a two person show. I saw a clip where um, an American news clip had like a reporter, but then he'd angled the camera too low and he wasn't wearing any pants, <laughs> like trousers. Yeah, you got to clarify that, Wim. Because, trousers. Yeah, he wasn't wearing jeans mm. and he wasn't wearing tracks. He was just wearing suit. boxers. And it, you yeah. could see his legs. Yeah. So that's, that's explained to most of the world now. It isn't just what's under your kilt. It's what's under the anchorman's desk. And sometimes you just don't want to see it. See, the thing that I think they've missed. Zoom fails. They've missed this trick so badly. You want to have all of this stuff. So when, the, and you all know, because we weren't going to talk about the news, but Wim brought it back to the news. So I'm just going to wrap up the news once and forever like a mummy in Egypt. What it is, is here's a news break, right? You've got the news. And it says, we're going to go to our correspondent in America to tell you the situation out there with Donald Trump. And it cuts to Will Farrell as Ron Burgundy. Brilliant. Why aren't you doing that? The original and only anchorman that I want to watch on my TV right now. <laughs> That's the guy. And he could be wearing a pineapple. It doesn't matter. He would be the best break in all this craziness, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, please. <laughs> See, we just want, we want crazy experts, mm. you know. Oh, it's, it's funny. I think people are definitely in this time, in this period, I'm pretty sure our audience will agree with me, leaning towards YouTube more than they ever have. Online media, streaming mm. sites and stuff. That's a really positive thing in a sense. Well, I think it's positive if people are looking at different news sources, you know, not just one news I don't channel. think there's many people caring about the news. Mm. I think you have a week of news right now, and I was going to wrap this up like an Egyptian mummy, but you're still opening this thing up like a Christmas <laughs> present keeps on giving. I think most people, are, they'll probably have two, three days. There's only a percentage of humanity that cares about the news. We watch it just to sort of see how stupid the world looks or how ridiculous things that are, you know, being said. But it's on a loop, man. It's, it's so depressing. So I think people have given up on that. They're probably reading more stuff in online threads. 
getting an honest opinion, debating, probably having conversations like I was having throughout the week with my buddies mm. about stuff that's going on. Um, I've become an expert in a certain field, so they're bothering me a lot with stuff. Okay. Um, get my thoughts on it. Uh, it's because I've got a unique perspective. Mm. I, my neighbors are sheep. I live in a field. Uh, yeah. Star Wars Day is quite depressing here because we can't watch it because we're in a sheep field. And we have to wait for ice cream. Do I want to watch Star Wars? Yeah. I've I've seen it all before. I mean, I've seen it before. It's I mean, there's only that's another thing. You know, people are so invested in Star Wars, but realistically, the original trilogy was what created all this hype, and everything that's come after that is debatable. Mm. I remember Very debatable. watching. I think it was the Clone Wars in high school, and I just couldn't get into it. Well. The Clone Wars is interesting, right? Because it's a very racist film. They're all individual, but everyone says I look same to me. <laughs> and it's like there was a lot of protesting uh, back then. There was a lot of uh, civil rights movement and human uh, rights movements were saying you can't call them clones. They're people too. <laughs> They're individual. <laughs> I mean, they might share the same genesis. They might have the same DNA structure. Aren't but they the bad you can't guys? Please... Well, then they're clones. No what do clones know? It's ridiculous. They've all got one hive mind, apparently. Ah, oh, so racist, that film. Anyway, if you can't see underlying tones of uh, the reason that George Lucas retired very soon after that trilogy came out, uh, rewatch it because it's horrendous. The best elements about that trilogy was Hugh McGregor and uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ninja Yoda. That was pretty cool. Ninja Yoda. Ninja Yoda. Yeah, but it, it was... Uh, it, CGI heavy and meh. Jar Jar Binks. See, he gets a bad reputation, Jar Jar Binks. But if he was selling you an ice cream lolly, you'd be all right with him. He just has no place in a film like that. It was very bizarre. Very bizarre trilogy. Very strange. Some really awful moments that kind of crushed the uh, everything they'd built up in the original trilogy. Mm. But I wasn't going to talk about that. I was going to wrap that up like an Egyptian mummy, but you kept opening it up like a parcel that keeps on giving. Uh, there's a current theme here. What I was going to talk about, because I think this is something everyone's overlooked, and none of the news reporters have even gone there, is the worst possible places you could be at the moment. They announced you're on lockdown, you're not allowed out of wherever you are right now, you can't go out and blah, blah, blah. Because it would have sucked, for example, if you're in a submarine in the depths of the ocean somewhere in a world you're in a submarine not a submarine everyone's automatically thinking hunt for red october nuclear submarine sean connery is a captain no single submarine like james cameron had when he was shooting footage underwater for the titanic he actually invented or developed one uh, as a project very clever guy james cameron mm. for you know he's canadian he's a great guy great dude because that'd suck you'd be in a place that's Probably not got enough oxygen for three weeks. You wouldn't be able to eat. You wouldn't be able to fish. But you're already in quarantine if it's a one-person submarine. You'd be in quarantine in close proximity. It would suck. It wouldn't be the Beatles song, We All Live in a Yellow Submarine. <laughs> it would be, We All Live in a Submarine that's far too small for this situation. And that's a whole different song, folks. A whole different song. And if you haven't heard the Beatles sing, you got to put your head to the ground and listen really, really 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 carefully because they do sing beatles yeah 
It's the way their knees vibrate when they walk. <laughs> yeah. Especially stag beetle. Everyone needs a stag beetle, especially when you're getting married. They're the best singers. <laughs> In fact, they're great for wedding singers, stag beetles. Yeah. Yeah. That's where all of the English traditions that America adopted and the rest of the world may have adopted now. You know, when you have a stag do, mm. that's what they're meaning. It's when a stag sings via microphone. Stag beetle, that is. It's very good. Or it's when you do a makeover to a deer, a male deer. A stag do. Do a makeover for a stag. That's what that is, a stag do. So a Hindu has to do with chickens? Hindu is a religion from India. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, you know, this is how things are misappropriated and uh, retranslated as we go forwards. But if you'd have watched Nostalgic News, you'd have learned all of what I just said. The Beatles used to be very musical. They've evolved now, less musical. They just scuttle. It's, it's sad, you know. But once upon a time, I know it was vibrant. And it, what a scene, especially the ones from Liverpool. But we're going to talk about that in a different show. We might even get one of the Beatles on. Uh, we'll have to mic them up real. <laughs> Carefully. <you know>. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. So, yeah, there's that. But, yeah, just going back to the lockdown situation. <laughs> a lockdown, worst place would either be a, a submarine, right? I tell you the most ironic place, mm. an escape room. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you're in an escape room you booked it out for a couple of hours tannoy comes on sorry folks closing the mall you're on lockdown you've paid for your time you can't leave oh we have to quarantine you oh, in the escape crazy. room which cannot exactly. be escaped from exactly, exactly. yeah <laughs> it's it very it's that's that's harsh that is mm. harsh. or oh, ghost train that'd suck you'd be constantly scared out your mind yeah roller coaster time. actually that'd be quite amazing in fact <laughs> I think the best property to buy would be a ghost train. It would be an amazing property? place. Yeah. You know, you're, like, you're looking for a house, you want to commute, like a caravan. You know the ones that travel in a traveling fair, mm. right? You know, you, we've all been to traveling fairs in, in Europe. We all know what those are, you know. America, they're kind of more um, carnivals. Yeah. I think you'd call it a carnival. In Japan, it's uh, every day in Yokohama, all right? <laughs> so basically what you've got, Traveling fair, we call it in England, where you pick up sort of a circusy carnival vibe, but it's all rides and it's all kind of alternatives to theme park stuff. One of the iconic things from that era is the ghost train. That's how it was invented. Mm. I think that would be an amazing house. What an alternative for a caravan. But then people would be queuing up outside your door. It depends where you park it. If you park it in a place that no one could get to, like our sheepy field, it'll be fine. But you'd convert it. It wouldn't be very livable in its current no, form. Okay. You'd have to convert it. <laughs> but um, see, because like you watch something like Grand Designs, they're showing in the yeah. UK. There's a form in Australia. It's a bit like Dragon's Den. We've covered that. It's a syndicated show, multinational show. But the one that is uh, hosted by Ken McLeod in the UK, I think by far is the best version of it. Not with bias, but just watching, compare for yourself. But I'm right. So basically, people go out. They buy a plot of land, then they build their dream house on it. And it's a show that documents that project from start to end. And some of these things have been absolutely immense. I think a ghost train conversion, like no one's done that before. I want to mm. see that. I want to see that. You couldn't do it with a roller coaster because it's not internal. And that would be seriously bad if you're in a bad weather climate. Plus, how do you sleep on a roller coaster? 
I mean, you could get knocked out if the G-force is strong enough, but sleeping on it is not very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want a ghost train? Fact. Even though you can technically get whiplash on the ghost train if they, because they're quite fast. I don't think it comes with all the ghosties and the actors and stuff, though. Well, most ghost trains don't actually have actors. They're all animatronics and pop-ups and stuff. Uh, the good old 80s I don't ones. Know. The haunted houses, I don't go though. On. <laughs> the haunted houses are actors. And it's funny to me because you see all these ghost hunting episodes mm. and they still don't understand they're in a haunted house. So obviously there's paid actors in there, man. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Passage del Terror and, and the equivalent. I mean, you all know it. You've all been to Universal Studios in, in California, Florida, Singapore. There's a lot of Universal Studios. Um, none of them are active studios outside of America, strangely. Japan's got one, I think. Mm. Anyway, fascinating. So you've all been to them. You know, you walk in and they reenact certain scenes from different movies or they have a theme like Walking Dead or uh, Last Tuesday in LA. Um, you've got all of this sort of theme, but they do these explorations where a, a team comes in with, I know you've never seen this, so I'm going to tell you. A team comes in with technology hunting ghosts. Ghosts. But it's really just a bunch of actors in the haunted house. We all know it. We've all been in them. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a comedian going to a fun house to find fun. You're going to find fun. All right. Because it's there. It's, it, you can't, otherwise you get sued for false advertisement. So a haunted house, which most of us go on as an entertaining ride. These people literally, it's crazy. It's like a cult of morons. And they go in there and they're looking for ghosts using their phones and gimmick stuff, having seances and recording voices. They're actors, folks. We all know. That the people in there are paid actors. In fact, we've worked with a few of them that have <laughs> actually done the Halloween season, you know. Um, so because as we all know, houses can't be haunted in real life. Um that's just the wind. Like I I think people haven't really <laughs> I'm going into debate here. Wind's looking at me weird. Um if you believe in ghosts, there's probably truth to it. But most of them are just paid actors. That's all I'm saying. And then wouldn't that be a really redundant show if that was true? Like they actually went into a theme park haunted house to actually... Uh, That'd be a pretty discover. good parody, to be fair. Yeah, if you have... if I think it's been done. It's probably been done somewhere. Mm. A lot of... Because, you know, when the Blair Witch Project came out, yeah. um, there was a lot of parodies, oh, yeah. scary movie and <laughs> stuff, did it? Um, yeah, that's the thing that's funny. That's a dying art form is the hidden video footage genre of horror film because mm. now it's all digital yeah so now it's the russian hacked <laughs> video footage film or the uh the netflix too real for tv not you know that there was a whole thing in the 90s and the 80s where it was like too raw for tv mm. netflix needs a too real for tv documentary series you know there was a film that was made entirely on like webcam or phone cam or whatever I was really excited for a minute because I thought you were going to say Spiderweb. There was a whole film made with Spiderweb. I was going to be like, wow, what an alternative way of making film. Oh, Spiderweb. That's alternative film for you. <sighs> you know? Also, you can make cotton alternative film. If the lockdown was like, you're on lockdown, you can't move from where you are, then they could make like the Terminal 2 because then everyone in the airports would be like stuck in the airport. To be fair, that is becoming scarily like because a lot of i don't know if people around the world 
know this. Uh, Europe's had more of a thing about this than I think the US has. But our airports have actually been repurposed for different duties and jobs during this situation, according to the media. Some of this hasn't come to pass, probably because the projections were terrifying, but the reality has mm. been very less, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. We can laugh at it, ha, 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 but it's not, not nice to do that. But, you know, the repurpose, for example, certain airports have housed homeless people in this time to get them off the streets, to keep them safe. Uh, certain airports have been an extra hospital ward or functioning medical whatever as a kind of backing ward like a, a army surplus ward or something so i think the terminal has become a very believable movie <laughs> but i think there's a counter argument to make it the best comedy ever where it's a guy that was in the airport and a lockdown was announced on the tannoy as we all got the guy in the escape room got it the guy in the yellow submarine that's not very you know fun Got it. The guy on the ghost train got it. The guy on the roller coaster got it. He's mm. still up there on the roller coaster. <laughs> still, still up there. there. <laughs> they have to keep throwing blankets at him. It's quite a big throw. Maybe the guys from the NBA He's are doing stuck that. in a Ferris wheel. Well, you know, the, the field goal <laughs> guys terrible. and the, the dude in the NFL mm. that can throw a pitch, the quarterbacks, they're all throwing blankets to that guy stuck on a roller coaster. It's a good charity. It's called uh, Get Your Quarterbacks to Throw a Blanket at a Guy Stuck on a Roller Coaster. Cause That's it's, a very it's long like name. Well, it's it's not a perfect name, but it's very truthful, okay. very factual. Okay. You know, save, save the guy stuck on a roller coaster using the power of the NFL and college football, don't rule that out, quarterbacks.com. Send your money there right now. It's a very good cause. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> so that guy. And uh, uh, yeah, 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 I've lost the trail of thought. You were saying something. Airport. Airports. So the guy that, <laughs> the guy that got stuck <laughs> in the airport waiting for his return flight mm -hmm. to the other side of the planet. Gets locked down. To the other side of the planet, which some people believe is the far east of the disc oh, God. um that guy who's stuck in the airport uh he's stuck in the airport actually that would be an amazing place to be stuck in yeah for all this time you'd have a lot of food you could pretend like you're fighting zombies every day that mm. a zombie ghost because obviously zombies aren't real but zombie ghosts could be real no one's ever done a, a most haunted or a ghost hunters international series about hunting zombie ghosts because zombie zombies ghost. die too right no one talks about it in The Walking Dead. Yeah. So when a zombie gets killed, they come back as a ghost. You've got a zombie ghost. That'll be, that'll be the 11th spin-off series where they've really run out of concepts. The zombies are now really, really, like, basically skeletons that just, like, fall apart into dust because there's been so many generations of this disease, you know? And it's going to get to the point where they come back as zombie ghosts, I, I promise you. And everyone's going to live in... Uh, Wow, it's funny because it's sort of like The Walking Dead is is actually not unlike this current situation. As I've said before, if it was really dull, it would be this situation. Mm. So they got stuck in the airport. We're still talking about that guy, the Tom Hanks guy. Yep. He's stuck in the airport trying to get back home. All the flights have been cancelled. There's no way back. You're stuck in the airport. It's on lockdown. It would be cast away in an airport. So it'd be like two Tom Hanks movies in one. Mm. And you could throw in an extra thing. This is literally all the Hollywood right now is going, oh, how do we reboost our economy? They're all Australian. <laughs> how do we reboost our economy? Because, uh, you know, we got to do the remakes and there's got to be the remakes that matter because uh, everyone wants to see Tom Hanks because he survived this thing. 
at the start. <laughs> he's one of the first victims. He was patient zero. Bloody Tom Hanks, patient zero. In fact, that's what we'll call this, patient zero. And what they're going to do is they're going to merge the terminal with Castaway and Big. So it's basically, <laughs> yeah. So it's a toddler and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going on my first holiday to Australia. He's Australian. And he goes to the... <laughs> he's Australian or he's going to Australia? No, he's going to Australia. I was an Australian. He's never been there before. <laughs> and he gets to the airport. Yeah, it's bad with me. It's a long story. You can have an Australian. He's never been to Australia before. But he's fully Australian. But they still have an Australian accent? No, no, it happens all the time. They're an expat Australian that's never been to Australia before, and they're totally yeah. Australian. They're raised by Australians, right? Okay. They're reared, okay. shepherded through the valleys of Australia. And they're stuck in a tunnel, and uh, they bump into the, the mirror. It's a magic mirror. I always exist in movies. And they turn into Tom Hanks. Like, totally. He's lost his Australian accent. He grew up as, like, Tom Hanks, right? And that's when they tunnel, he goes. And he's, like, freaking out. Oh, my God, I've just aged. And now, like, you know, I'm a 60s. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I'm Australian, toddler, and I've just turned into Tom Hanks. Uh, of course, he wouldn't know he's Tom Hanks um, because he's only a toddler. But his dad <laughs> might have whispered it to him once. That's Tom Hanks, a great actor. Uh, anyway, so he turns into Tom Hanks by looking in the mirror. Stay with me. It's a great idea. The tunnel then kicks in. He's having had enough time. His brain isn't fully developed. He's only a toddler. You know, so I just figured out how to walk recently. And he's going, oh, man, I'm some, I don't even know. I'm just a lot bigger. Tunnel kicks in at this point and goes, hey, so all the flights are shut. Uh, you're locked down and uh, you can't get anywhere. So now it's a toddler in an airport. Everyone's leaving. Staff going. He can't leave. Where's his parents, you ask? Where's I don't know. his parents? They're in Australia. They reared him. Sent him to America to be Tom Hanks. It was all planned. It's a conspiracy film. If it's a toddler comedy. in a castaway, it's big. You got to start with the, the the classic big, the film big, where Tom Hanks switches with a kid. No, I know. He grows up suddenly. He grows up suddenly. It's called big. He doesn't switch with a kid. That's that's Freaky Friday, man. <laughs> this is a guy that gets big. It's in the title, dude. It's not a switch. It's big. What's the matter with you? Anyway, I did see this film. But, but very it good. is a toddler mine in a castaway situation, isn't that? Lord no, no, it's not castaway yet. Castaway happens. Castaway happens. Okay. It's not there yet. Okay. So we, we, we're establishing that it's big. He like, bumps into a mirror, turns into Tom Hanks, looking at himself, kind of freaking out. Tannoy kicks in. Doesn't even know what they're really saying. He's a toddler. He hasn't really developed words yet. Brilliant acting role for Tom Hanks. He's loving it right now. He's taking notes. I have to be, oh, wow, this is what an opportunity to play an Australian kid. It's never been to Australia and he's a toddler. Amazing. What an opportunity. Could get Hugh Jackman, but we all know Tom Hanks and he survived this thing. So anyway, bumps to the mirror, turns to Tom Hanks, turn, tunnel kicks off. Everyone leaves. The staff goes. Kid's freaking out. He's in an adult body. He can't walk. He's trying to figure out how to walk. He can't do anything. He starts crying. Doesn't know where his parents are. They're in Australia. We all know that. We've established the fact. It's kind of like Home Alone. It's kind of like Home Alone. It's kind of like Home Alone. They got in the wrong plane, dropped their kid off. He got stuck oh, in America. No. Anyway, I mean, it writes itself when what a pitch this is. And so basically, what happens is after he suddenly figures out how to work from the amazing muscle memory of a lot older people, you know, it's like genetics. Now it's becoming time travel. Wow. <laughs> okay. What a, this, this is a film pitch that keeps on giving. He leaves it and he has to adapt with no one in the airport. There's nothing going on. All flights are cancelled. He can't do anything about it. All the staff have left by the time he figured out how to walk in the bathroom because he's a toddler. It took him a while, a couple of weeks, obviously. 
How did he eat, you say? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't write these this things. This is absurd. Anyway, so at the end of it, he's stranded in an airport terminal. No staff. Becomes castaway. Makes friends with a football. Not sure what a football is. We haven't seen football for so long. We've all forgotten what it is. We don't know. Makes a friend. Calls it something. I don't think Wilson. I think we've been there. Been there, um, done that. Yeah, been there, done that. Mm. And then five years later, it's turned into a remake with Chris Helmsworth, who's actually Australian. And it's it's a revert. And this is brilliant. This is a sequel. He's Australian as an adult, but a kid, the toddler that turns into him, is actually an American. Wow. See, you know, and and you could do it with girls and boys, cross gender, and everything. It's it's a gift that keeps on giving. It really is. And you don't even have to do it all at an airport. It could be at like, I don't know, a bingo game. If you have a small budget, make it an independent film. Be great. Yeah. Be the worst indie film In fact, ever. you could do a bingo film where every time they call a number, the kid changes shape and form. Number 44, he's a horse. Number 67 is Tom Hanks. You see what I'm saying? Like it this is no pops. longer a drama. This is a fantasy. No, this is this is this is money. That's abstract. This is money for post-lockdown Hollywood. They've run out of ideas. There's only so many superheroes you can really do before you're gonna have to do the inevitable Marvel Universe lock-in phase where everyone's been locked down. So, you know, because coronavirus is real. So you're gonna actually have to have the Marvel Universe have a series of movies, what the Incredible Hulk did during the lockdown what did uh we i'm trying to think of who's alive after endgame what uh <laughs> what falcon did in the lockdown what loki was doing in lockdown you see is that not a spoiler for people well the thing is like the incredible hulk wouldn't give a monkey's butt if he was locked down would he he's a rage machine just smash through everything go around having a stampy rage how'd you lock down the incredible hulk folks that's a film for marvel that's how you spider-man how did he survive the lockdown What's going on? He used the webcam. Can you save webs. the world while still social distancing? We've never seen that film. <laughs> you know, Thanos arrives. We've all got this thing. Don't touch me. He's like, Thanos doesn't know. He's an intergalactic tyrant. He turns up on a planet. I'm going to rule you all. I've come back. I found a timeline. I killed, I killed Tony Stark. If you haven't seen that, he's not really dead. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm lying. It's not Bruce Willis in the sixth sense. Oh, that's a great mashup. I've just realized how you re-approach. You get Enlight Charlemagne to come back as director for one of these amazing twisty turny movies. Okay. When you want to reintroduce uh, Tony Stark, you get Haley Joel Osman. He's all grown up. He's quite chubby now, actually. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's quite plump as a grown up. He, he's a great guy. He's quite weird because he's, uh, he's part of our lives when he was a tiny little kid it's child actor syndrome so when he's grown up he almost looks like that kid with a bodysuit it's quite a weird feeling because he's still retained a lot of, it's like macaulay culkin they never really change they're always mm. a kid it's quite harsh if you're a child actor that's so iconic yeah anyway he he's back in the marvel universe right bear with me a great pitch for another movie so he's in the marvel universe and uh and like charlemagne's directing and uh, he can see dead people. We all remember that. That's his superhero power, Haley Joel Osman. If you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, he can see dead people. This is The Sixth Sense does Marvel. That's the pitch. And so he's walking around, ba 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 ba, and he hears a sarcastic, amazingly ad lib line that's self written by Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark. And he's like, oh, 
Tony Stark, we thought you were dead. If you haven't seen Endgame, he's not really dead. It's just, you know, I'm telling this story. Uh, we thought you were dead, Tony Stark. Oh my God, you're not dead. And then you realize at the end of the film, he is dead. It's just that Hayley Joel Osman, who's grown up now, wearing a bodysuit of an adult, uh, he can see dead people. You see, so Iron Man doesn't die to one person on the planet who can see dead people. Or if you're a ghost hunter, he's at Stark Towers, which is now a haunted house. Obviously, everyone knows that. We've all been there in New York. We've gone to uh, Tony Stark's. In, uh, was that the Avengers building? It was. New York has the Avengers building. I think San Francisco has Tony Stark's. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of nerds that'll get very cross if you get that wrong. Okay, but what we're doing is trying to help post Hollywood ideas uh, because obviously they don't have this has been really traumatic for a lot of writers. A lot of writers are going to be laid off mm. right now. Yeah, TV shows have uh, been paused, postponed. It's quite weird that we're going to have two months of ricochet in effect. Yeah, so I just want to give Hollywood a like all of these ideas are very simple. They're like one shoots, you can film them in, uh, in a playground. Uh, you can film. You don't need a big budget for this. You just need Robert Downey Jr. and Hayley Joel Osment to pull it off. Very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Over a cup of coffee. He's in Starbucks. There you go. I've set the scene. He's in Starbucks and he has sarcastic stuff. And then Robert Downey Jr. comes in and is complaining about the fact that they don't have the right coconut milk for his latte. He doesn't drink dairy, Tony Stark. It's very bad for the uh, Iron Man suit. So uh, that's when he sees him, and then you know the reveal at the end is that he walks through a wall at the end. And to Haley Joel, wow, I didn't realize Iron Man could walk through walls. And that's when he realized he's a ghost, or an actor in a haunted house, because there's no such things as uh, ghosts. <laughs> Whatever. It must be haunted building in San Francisco. If anyone's in San Francisco, listen to this podcast, and you know where Tony Stark's tower is, just comment to us and tell me if it's haunted or not, because it, it matters for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paranormal activity, if you take that really literally, it's almost like, uh, hmm, uh, supernatural. The supernatural movie, by definition, is the most natural thing you've ever seen. It's like super mm -hmm. natural. Yeah. Like water running and grass growing and stuff like that. That's the best con anyone could pull. This is the most supernatural film of all time. Basically, someone washing their hands in a waterfall. That kept me up. I know. Once. You had a eureka moment, didn't you, about wording. It was extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. Which means me that you're more ordinary. <laughs> you're more ordinary than the other guy. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it? It's, it's so weird. Like, it's not like profound. Profound or uh, miraculous. The word extraordinary should be like super boring, like the meaning of it yeah. should be just yeah, Well, it should so be, because it's normal. extraordinary. If you break that down, yeah. it's just more ordinary than ordinary, which is boring. Isn't that beige? Yeah. Yeah, this is so supernatural that it's it, it, it baffles you how natural it is, you know, like rock. English is so weird. <laughs> well, it's strange, because I, I, it must have... It may be, maybe it's like the construct of like ironic where a lot of people have missed the point of the word. So the meaning ironically. <laughs> maybe it's like that. Maybe mm. it's just like as we evolve, we go the other way with stuff. 
you know, like thanks is going to be an obscenity at some point. You know, thanks is basically the worst thing you could say to someone. Thank you, which is basically the worst thing you could say. Mm. It's going to be a reverse logic. Maybe that's how words evolve or devolve. Yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like paranormal, mm. you know, supernatural, extraordinary. It's all words that probably don't mean what you think they mean. Yeah. Especially if you're a second language learner who knows a, a linguist might be able to tell you a phd of language history and you'll see that guy on nostalgic news because that's the thing so if you're listening in hollywood we've literally solved all your problems you've got so many ideas now at least for three films a lot of spin-offs because uh, you, you can pull that whole uh hayley joel osman thing with so many films there's a lot of deaths in films i don't know if you notice. A lot of people die in films. If you go back and watch a lot of films, a lot of deaths, they're not really dead. Like I said, Hollywood actors have lives, lots of lives. In their <laughs> career, they have tons of lives. We, we all talk about cats having nine lives. Yeah. Oh, how many lives do these Hollywood actors get? I mean, I've seen like so many people die and they're still there. They're still going. You know, that's crazy. Tom Cruise. I mean, that guy... <laughs> Well, that guy's had a lot of near-death experiences. Who is that actor who gets killed in almost every film? My mate Sean Bean. Yeah. Oh, Sean it. Bean. Love Sean Bean. He's, he was attending the opening of York. Remember I told you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Ned Stark, <laughs> brother of Tony. And I'll tell you something else about Sean Bean. He's been there, seen it, and done it. He's been everywhere. He's that's got that's the most what his world tour is called. Being everywhere. Being everywhere. Yeah, been there. Yeah, it's like he actually posted before he created a concept, before Where's Wally or Waldo, if you're in the USA, he created Bean Where. <laughs> and you had to find Sean Bean. It's amazing. He created it. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But he dies in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And the point is, that guy's got more lives than most people. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm hmm. His uh, insurance must be nuts. His life insurance must be nuts. There must be so many clauses in his life insurance. Because he just has to go the next day. He's been murdered in a film. He goes to his insurance broker. He goes, well, they stabbed me 60 times. I think that I qualify for all of my money. I mean, they hung me and chopped my head off. They burned me alive. You know, I mean, I found the one ring that suits all rings and the Lord of the goddamn rings. By the way, really crap name for a jewelry shop that... But there's got to be one. Lord there's the got to be a Lord of Rings somewhere. Mm. Got to be. Got to be. Anyway, ghost insurance broker with all of these deaths. Can I claim? I've got like five billion claims, mate. I could have... Oh, I don't know why he's Australian. He's from <laughs> but he's... <laughs> it's Australia Day to me. It's not Star Wars Day. It's Australia Day. Every day should be Australia Day. It's amazing. Um, oh. Funnily enough, on a tangent, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking like... Have you ever seen the Australian Outback? Have you ever seen it? I had to report him once and I had to get a restraining order. I did not know why he was Outback. I did not know. When there's an Australian Outback, oh, scary. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking the other day. That's what I was thinking. Australian Outback, did you phone the police? Yeah, that's the thing. So, um, yeah, Outback Steakhouse. Very convenient place to put a steakhouse. I don't have to walk that far. I just go to my yard. It's just out back. It's just out back. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Outhouse. 
You know, the thing about outhouses, this is another word that I've... Outhouses was the entire planet once. Because <laughs> no. that's like false advertisement. I'm going to go out for a dump in the outhouse. It's everywhere because it's outside your house. That's the whole world. Yeah. So strange how things have changed. Yeah. But I did have an idea for uh, how to bring back the Premier League because they're having this issue where they don't know where to place it because mm -hmm. obviously uh, traveling and, and all of this stuff. So I thought merge it. If the Premier League is on ice, so to speak, mm -hmm. make it literal. And then the Premier League will actually be on ice. You'll be ice football. That's a whole new thing. Ice football. So I do think there's a few technical problems, but I think it'll be a better ball? sport. Hmm? So you're ice skating. You're can't... playing football on ice, yeah. You, well, you would, because it would yeah. slip or it would be a nightmare. <laughs> that would be a, be a nightmare. <laughs> you need to be on something, wouldn't you? Maybe a snowboard. I think that would be a nightmare too. Definitely skates, of sorts. Mm. But you need to have, because basically you'd kick a ball once with yeah. conventional ice skates, you'd puncture it and it'd yeah, be stuck yeah, to yeah. your foot. It'd be a very short game. So you need to redesign a few things. It's not a perfect situation, but it'd be a better sport, ultimately. Mm. Maybe, um, maybe you could do a lot of things. Dodgeball on ice would be quite amazing. That'd Let's be think about that. Actually. I'm going to change. We had this uh, question a while back about which Olympic games would you like to mm. see those in the game. Dodgeball on ice, that's, that's what you want. Because you're ice skating with people throwing balls at you, you've got to avoid it. That. And look graceful. That you need Sean Bean <laughs> for, because there'll be a lot of deaths in that. Okay. I can see a lot of technical deaths. Okay. Um, but I was going to say Tom Cruise had a lot of near-death experiences on his films, because he doesn't die a lot. He's only died in two films, I think. Mm. doesn't die a lot, but he has loads of near-death experiences. Not quite what the conspiracy theorists and the people who've gone through near-death experiences are harping on about. You know, not quite the same. He's just avoided a massive explosion right behind him in camera um, six. So that's a near-death experience. Yeah. It's like death's there. He's near but you. But it doesn't quite get But he him. can't get to you. Mm. Yeah, but you never see death in movies, do you? Like, literally, you never see death. Death doesn't turn up in a movie like The Grim Reaper, The Scythe. No. Bill and Teddy does. So you're wrong. <laughs> you're Bill wrong. Bill and Teddy does. And the new one should be coming <sighs> out sometime this year if all goes well. Yeah, China actually was saying about their approach to returning people to cinemas mm -hmm. on primetime TV. Because the BBC has this film review. We talked about it, I think. But they had the Chinese uh, ambassador of all China, uh, who's got nothing to do with the government, just a student from Kensington or something. I don't know. Kenilworth. I don't know. Kenilworth student. from. He was Chinese. Uh, so he represents no, China. They were, they were, yeah, they're trying to, their face and <laughs> their, face. their context is very Chinese, <laughs> but they're actually Australian toddlers. And they were asking them, what do you think the government is going to, and what do you think the government is going to oh do? It's, it's Adam Sandler uh, was playing the anchorman at this. What do you think? And basically the uh, Australian Chinese face context, uh, who's not from China, said wow um well you could say anything if you're a toddler that's not actually from china and you're australian and you're, you're just contextually I am Chinese. so confused you should be but let's go with the actual story so they asked them this is now real forget like etch a sketch <laughs> no craziness adam sandler and command none of that back to normality they asked a chinese i think they were probably like a, a journalist or something, a student 
or whatever. They said, what do you think the uh, plan will be to phase people back into the cinema? And they said something like, well, you're going to get tested when you go. It's very, it doesn't sound like an appealing situation going back to the cinema. You're going to be tested on the way in. You've got to socially distance. You can't sit next to anyone. You know, uh, you should probably bring your own gas mask, an oxygen tank, maybe a ventilator. Maybe you should just go in full bodysuit like armor. Maybe you should just dress like a medieval knight with a gas canister. That is an amazing, amazing suit. Ah, oh, get a knight suit, an old medieval knight suit, fully wowed it shut so it's completely closed. I don't know how you get it off. Um, <laughs> put a gas tank in it. Not not like a gas. We've got to be specific. Oxygen, because a gas tank <laughs> would be very very detrimental to the, your plight. Okay, get a, a basically a scuba gear thing. Okay, and that's how you walk out in the street. Everyone's worried about PPE. That's your solution. Wear a medieval knight with a welded, uh, ventilated. Yeah, yeah. You'd never get it off. Maybe you have to do a thing where it sort of like comes off like Iron Man, which is technology we don't have, but aliens do so i'll just ask them but i was gonna say uh it's a scary thought going back to the cinema like genuinely quite scary because you you know i think uh you know a, a confined space this that's gonna be one hell of a thing to get back that's probably the last thing that'll be open Mm, to be fair, I mean, everyone's been watching stuff on their screens at home. That well, I think it's a good argument really this year. I mean, to... everyone's saying in Hollywood, like, they've pushed movie releases yeah, back. Yeah, but yeah. realistically, man, just just go crazy and sell this stuff online. Like, rent it yeah. as a blockbuster for now. Give us all a break. Because people can't relax if they're on edge at a cinema. Mm -hmm. You know. Especially if you got that which is kind of a weird statement in the back who's coughing <laughs> yeah yeah it's a cut yeah yeah no that in, especially in hong kong oh, or somewhere everyone zeroes in on that guy and it's like instant pummeling with uh you know maybe sh maybe sean bean at the back coughing you know he dies a lot in movies uh but what i was going to say is the situation would be quite a tough one because psychologically it's it's one of the hardest places you can actually imagine being safe again Hopefully they'll be on that, and hopefully there'll be a safe way everyone can return to these things. I'm sure it's actually all right. Stand-up comedy, hopefully that comes back with full law. There's a lot of material for people. There's a lot of material for people right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should do lockdown comedy, which is like a mixture of an escape room with a stand-up inside it. So you're <laughs> locked in a room with a stand-up. It's a two-way mirror. And you perform it like there's a police inquisition. There's the police interrogating you, but it's actually a stand-up comedian. Just to keep it safe for both parties. And, you you know, it's a short set. It's like a 10-minute set, and it's a quick moving. You get the whole audience to do this thing as fast as you can. You get your full tickets, and the comedian only does an hour service. You get about 90 people running in, whatever. Uh, I've totally screwed the mass up on that. Anyway. So I walk in, see a comedian, two-way mirror. There you go. That's how you do stand-up after. Imagine that, how scary that would be. You just walk in, you've got one person sitting down, and then a light clips, and you see Bill Burr staring at you with his little like, light shining off his lovely head, and he just does a rant at you. It would be terrifying. I love it. That's how we got to do it, man. That's the future of stand-up comedy. It would be like a peep show in an escape room. Ah, oh, brilliant.
Don't ask me what a peep show is. I haven't got the time. But anyway, this is where we are. This is now week six of UK lockdown. It's been a joy to take you on a magical mystery tour in a yellow submarine, isolated. It's only a single one. Very scary experience. To telling you all the truth about haunted houses, to giving you ideas for Hollywood, if you're listening. I know you are. Uh, not the one in America, the one down the road in Birmingham. Uh, it's only a drive. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, stay safe. We'll be back, same place, same time, next week. Be safe, everyone. <laughs>